for me, it's all about keeping the first thing first. It's about the kids. It's, yes. it's really not about me at the end of the day. Yes, I believe in self-care, mm-hmm. you know, but at the end of the day, I have a job to do. And my job is to inspire students, whether they're inside my classroom Mm -hmm. or in that hallway, Mm because that makes a difference at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, uh, sometimes we hear that so much, it sounds kind of cliche-ish, but you all live it. And that's what makes you successful. Um, I think also being an expert at compartmentalizing. Right, because we do have lives outside of the classroom. And many of us do experience hardships, things going on at home with our children, um, in our in marriages, mm-hmm. um, with relatives, um, sickness, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. We're, mm-hmm. we're always, you know, and so dealing with things. And so compartmentalizing and saying, you know what, today I choose. Right. I choose yeah. to give, again, going back to my very best. Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Smith, and I'm superintendent of Duncanville ISD, and this is my podcast, Super Intentional. Hello, I'm Dr. Mark Smith, superintendent of Duncanville ISD, and this is my podcast, Super Intentional. And so I am so excited today. I always say that leadership matters. And so a district, a school, a classroom, it rises or falls based on the leader. And so I have two of our awesome educators in Duncanville ISD today. I'm looking so far to having a conversation with you all. I have Miss Ika Johnson and Miss Jessica Ford. And so they are uh, excellent teachers, uh, teachers of the year in Duncanville ISD. And so whenever your peers and others in the this one thing, if you say you're teacher of the year, right? Right. But you probably say you are teacher of the year, right? Of course. Yeah. But it's a whole nother thing when your peers and the people in the district who see you work every day, your principals, mm-hmm. and know the difference you make in the classroom. So it is awesome. I'm so excited to uh, have a conversation with you all today. So why don't we begin with uh, Ika, you just telling us uh where you are where you teach and what you do and then we can transition to jessica awesome so um i'm at kenra middle school actually the steam academy at kenra middle school and i teach sixth grade um engineering sixth grade wow i remember how i was in sixth grade so bless you you got to be a special person (laughs) Mm -hmm. miss ford what about you where are you uh teaching and where actually you just had a transition tell it yeah tell us about that so I'm no longer teaching little people. Yes. Transition. Yes. So I'm a teacher specialist at Charles Acton Leadership Academy. Wow. And so that's the, it's a different, an entirely different element working with adults now. So transitioning that leadership from um, helping little people, you know, young kiddos learn how to be leaders in their life to just helping leaders that are leading little people so helping them excel and um be the best educators that they can be in their classrooms absolutely so guys you all are teachers of the year when you think about a teacher of the year and all the things that you have to do to be successful what stands out how did you get here um 
work. Um, you really have to put in the work and it's not work so that um, you can get the accolades. It really isn't about that. It's like putting your head down, um, putting your heart out there for the kids and um, making gains, seeing them um, be successful. And I think that's the mark of a teacher leader or yes. a leader in itself is watching the work that you put in and seeing the fruit from that. Yeah. What are your thoughts, I Jessica? Think, yes, definitely what you said, Ica. It's it's work. Um, it's it's about doing what needs to be done, even when no one else is looking, and mm -hmm. even if no one else is doing it. Yeah. It's also making adjustments, necessary adjustments, and um, evaluating, reflecting constantly, mm -hmm. and that could be with it just from one one part of the day to the next part of yeah. the day, right? Yeah. I've completely yeah. changed. That didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or it could be from one day to the next, right? Or just the way that I approach uh, my students, mm -hmm. the way that I approach their learning, what I want to deliver, the, the way I approach my delivery of instruction, yes. that was is constantly evolving. It, it never stays the same. Yeah. There may right. be some components to create some form of stability and structure, mm -hmm but it's constantly evolving. Right. You know, it's hard work, obviously, to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. It's even harder to be an effective teacher. And then it's even harder than that to be a, an effective teacher in the middle of a pandemic. So, you yeah. know, I am, first of all, I, I so respect everything that you all do and have done to make a difference. Duncanville wouldn't be what it is and what we're going to be unless we had the kind of power educators that you all are so when you think about all that you have endured just under it's hard work just under normal circumstances right. how do you still press through and be successful and deal with the challenges that you have had to face during the pandemic um i think that you have to have a a passion for what you do it's got to be something that's innate it can't be something that's um outside extrinsic it has to be intrinsic and you have to have that motivation to keep moving um i would say that my main um motivation are my students yeah um you know whether they want to learn something if they walk into the room <laughs> and they're having um if they're having challenges or issues mm -hmm. um once i see that light that's all i need Right. I just need the light. Once I see one light and then the next light comes through, all of a sudden everybody is doing something that I want to do. And then also I think it's important to make sure that you keep your expectations high yes. for your students, not only for your students, but also for yourself. What are yeah. my expectations for this um, this class period or mm -hmm. um, this um, semester? What are my expectations? And if you keep those expectations high for your students mm -hmm. and for yourself, then that's pretty much all mm -hmm. the motivation that you need. You know, you said something powerful, keeping those expectations high. Mm -hmm. And here's the deal about balancing that, you know, because on the one hand, our students have been through a lot. Mm -hmm. But if you have those lower expectations and kind of have the mindset that, oh, we need to we need to take care and coddle the kids mm -hmm. and you don't push them, then you don't get what you need. So right. that's a powerful statement. And I wanted to make sure we really highlighted that mm -hmm. high expectations versus low expectations. And so I, I kind of want to hit on that as well. Just creating structure, providing stability. Right. Going back to um, knowing that I have expectations every day, you know what to expect from me every day, you know that I care. And so therefore, I'm going to redirect you and, and put you back on track. 
because we have a goal at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I want to know that I was able to give you 100% and something that I would always say to students is I expect 100% from you because I'm giving you 100% as well. If your 100% is today's not a good day, I'm this is my 100%. This is my very best. That's all I ask is your very best. Mm-hmm. And so every day we just go into the day saying, I'm going to give you my very best. I want your very best back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you all inspire hope. I'm thinking as you're talking, I'm thinking about back in the day when I was a student Mm -hmm. and how when the teacher inspired hope and had the energy that you all bring to the table, it basically helped me to rise to my level of expectation. It helped Mm -hmm. me to rise and then do things that I maybe didn't think I could do because I had a person in front of me that could turn that light on. So, you know, there are a lot of sixth graders, a lot of intermediate kids they need someone to spark and turn that light on. Yeah. How do you be that energy every day? Because the pandemic is just as bearing on you as it is for the students. I think you have to keep first things first. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and you go through every single one of those um, habits if you yes. bike, but um, you have to keep the, the main thing, the main thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see a kid walking down the hall and, You've got to connect with that kid. I mean, I think I look at it this way in my hallway. Yeah, it's my hallway. Absolutely. Every student that walks down that hallway is my student. Yes. It doesn't matter if they're looking down, trying to, you know, avoid eye contact or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's my kid. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to make an impact on that kid Mm -hmm. on that day at that moment. So for me, it's all about keeping the first thing first. It's about the kids. It's, yes. it's really not about me at the end of the day. Yes, I believe in self-care, mm-hmm. you know, but at the end of the day, I have a job to do. And Absolutely. my job is to inspire students, whether they're inside my classroom mm-hmm. or in that hallway, because mm-hmm. that makes a difference at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. You know, uh, sometimes we hear that so much, it sounds kind of cliche-ish, mm-hmm. but you all live it. And mm-hmm. that's what makes you successful. Um, I think also being an expert at compartmentalizing, right? Because we do have lives outside of the classroom. And many of us do experience hardships, things going on at home with our children, um, in our in marriages, mm-hmm. um, with relatives, um, sickness, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. We're, mm-hmm. we're always, you know, and so dealing with things. And so compartmentalizing and saying, you know what, today I choose Right. I choose to give, again, going back to my very best Mm -hmm. to these kiddos because their parents entrusted them to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, and and the state has mm-hmm. in, entrusted me with with just mm-hmm. the ability, the opportunity to be able to stand before these students and give them my very best effort. Mm-hmm. And so I just compartmentalize. And and you know what? Home's going to be home. Right. When yeah. I get back home, it's going to be there. Right. And so just set it aside for a moment. Put that down and pick this up. Yeah. And then give it my best moving forward. That's an amazing skill set that Mm -hmm. you have. You know, people think of us as educators as superhuman, but, but we're not. The pandemic has hit all of us. My mother, she's in her seventies. She had COVID. uh, And I know you all have stories. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're human and we feel it just like anyone else does. Mm -hmm. And so you really hit on how important it is to compartmentalize that 
and still be focused to give of yourself every day. Yes. Students that you serve in the classroom, are there examples that you have seen of how the uh, pandemic has impacted them, either emotionally uh, or even academically? And, and how do you deal with that in the classroom? Yeah, I think the thing that I noticed the most is that um, there's this thing called stick to itiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the kids do not stick to one thing for very long. Yeah. Um, they want to, you know, like you give them an activity to do and you're expecting them to put forth all of this effort on this activity. However, their focus, they, a lot of their focus is so off and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of legwork that comes into that as, as the, um, as the teacher in the classroom, you have to be mindful that they're different, right? You know, they're different now. Um, the pandemic has changed so many things for them. Um, you know, classes were um, halted, stunted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, once they picked back up, you know, I think we were all trying to figure out, okay, well, right. what are we doing? What are we mm-hmm. doing? And, you know, a lot of the kids were not there. Mm-hmm. Like, they just weren't there. They right. were disconnected. And they kind of got to do exactly what they wanted to do. Right. And I know that half of the time my students are not wanting to do exactly what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And so that whole idea of sticking to a task until you see it through, Mm -hmm. not until you get bored with it. Right. Right. But you know, until you see it through, I I find that to be a challenge for them Mm -hmm. and it makes me have to work harder in the classroom. Right. Right. Any, any similar stories? Well, something that I noticed for myself as an educator was that prior to the pandemic, I didn't spend as much time addressing social, emotional learning Mm -hmm. and actually loved it. It was almost my favorite part of the day. It's connecting with students, connecting with them, building those relationships with my students. Because it was then that when I noticed that, you know, little Tim Mm -hmm. seemed off to me. It's just I was Mm -hmm. so much more aware because of that relationship, those just building those relationships and creating a family unit within my classroom. Mm-hmm. And that lend, just really lends itself to having an awareness, a heightened awareness of when something is off and being able to have those side conversations yes. with those kiddos and provide them the supports that they need, whether that's just a conversation with myself, a conversation with our counselor, mm-hmm. a conversation with, um, you know, we have outside counselors that come in and support different several districts. And so just providing them the supports that they need. So mm-hmm. I feel like because of the pandemic, I have a heightened awareness mm-hmm. of, you know, where my students are at. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So you've done some amazing things with students. You have um, understood at a different level how important it is to take care of the students from a social emotional standpoint. Now, I got to ask you, what about your peers? Think about this. You know, you all are teachers of the year and your peers look to you as the model of success. But we know it's been really hard. Mm-hmm. for teachers and so what have you seen with your peers what do you do to uh, pick them up 
and uh, to take care of them as well as we're all trying to accomplish this huge heavy lift of getting our students back to where they were before the pandemic. Oh gosh, I think that um, just remaining positive. Um, I think that's like positivity will change a lot of things with people. You know, somebody's got to be positive. Sure. Somebody's got to got to smile and make jokes or, or some, somebody has to do that. Um, you know, there are people in my building that I'm certain they're burnt out. They are. Right. They're over it. School could not be out sooner. I, I know this. Mm -hmm. But. You know, I'm just like, hey, it's a great day in the neighborhood, y'all. Right, right. It's Tuesday. You know what that means? Yeah. Tacos. You know, <laughs> yeah. something. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that mm -hmm. just just being positive. And then also um, when you see something, meaning you see you see your peers mm -hmm. um, feeling looking like they're not feeling so good. Mm -hmm. Check in. Mm -hmm. Just do a check in. Yeah. Leave a note. You, If you know, if you know and you know. Absolutely. You know, leave a note. Sometimes a note is all it takes. You know, Absolutely. hey, I see you. You know, you want some gum? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jessica, you're probably seeing it from a different lens now, yeah. transitioning now where, you know, your time was 100% on the kids. Right. Now it's on the adults. Right. What have you gleaned from that that has really resonated with you? I don't think I realize how exhausted teachers are. Mm -hmm. Um as I do now, I am obviously seeing it from a different lens. And so my approach right now is just doing those check-ins and also what do you need? How mm -hmm. do you need? It's the little things, right? It's little tiny. Um, how can I lift that burden? Mm -hmm. um, so if it's making copies for you, mm -hmm. even though that's not really, you know, mm -hmm. that's not the overarching goal, but right. it really is. How can I lighten your, your load? Right. Because if you have to stand by the copy machine, that's taking time away from, you know, you working on the design for your next lesson mm -hmm. or just the thinking that goes into preparing for, for right. lessons. Right. And so what, what is it? Is it, do you need me to hang something? It's the smallest little things. Mm -hmm. How, how, how can I help you mm -hmm. outside of curriculum alignment, right. outside of checking on those other things? It's right. just in very tangible ways. How can I help you? Right. Right. And being mm -hmm. available. So, you know, for me as a leader, I'm always sensitive to, I don't want to have a blind spot as it relates to understanding what teachers need. So what do you see from leaders? Cause there are going to be leaders that will li be listening to our mm -hmm. conversation and their teachers are experiencing the same things and they're looking for any idea or nuance to be able to better understand so that they can support and make a difference. And so for me, I don't want to have blind spots. So as you think about what I can do, what we can do in leadership, what are things that we can do to lighten that load, to better understand so that I can set you all up to be your best? Um, I think that leaders need to be present. Um, you know, if, if the principal of the building goes into their office and closes the door, mm -hmm. Um, they they can't see, hear, or feel what's happening in the building. That's powerful. Um, I think being visible, mm -hmm. like teachers need to see their their leaders, um, not just when it's time for an appraisal, 
Right. Or an I gotcha. Right. You know, not like that. To see when they're doing something amazing. Those things happen every single day. Um, And I think a lot of times some leaders miss it because they're somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And and I know that there are fires that need to be put out all Mm -hmm. over the building all the time. Mm -hmm. But if um, if the teachers can't see the leader, then. Yeah, I think that, you know, it, it there's an opportunity for um, for the leader and the teacher to come together Absolutely. instead of um, being afraid. Yeah. You know, so I, I kind of feel like if the leaders were present. Yes. More present, present. and affirming. That's oh, powerful. definitely. Um, I think also thinking about, you know, there's a lot that comes down the pipelines. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's a boss of a boss of a boss of a boss. Right. And so, and then there's all the way down the pipeline, the teacher. Mm-hmm. And if, if there was a way to really look at a teacher's to-do mm-hmm. and how many hours mm-hmm. there actually are to make mm-hmm. it all happen, mm-hmm. maybe finding a way to streamline as right. much as possible. Right. How can we streamline? And I know, Dr. Smith, that you, you know, you, you made it possible for principals to streamline some things right Right. to to lessen the load Mm -hmm. in in different ways and I think that that was definitely helpful but even looking at I mean there are so many to do's right right? absolutely how can we streamline whether it's in the lesson planning process and all of the documentation just what are some ways yes you know I I don't have those answers, right? Because I might have to be a part of that committee. Right. But (laughs) what are some ways that we can streamline the workload for teachers on a day to day? Because in all actuality, they really only have this much time. Absolutely. So, So, you know, leaders listening to us, leaders, if you're out there, be present, (laughs) affirm, don't just look for the bad, look for what's going on well and be intentional, super intentional about highlighting what's going on well and streamline because teachers have so many things mm-hmm. that they are responsible for. Okay, I got the playbook. You just shared <laughs> yeah. it with me. Yeah. And others have the playbook now, so we don't have excuses. Um, mm-hmm. Working in Duncanville. Working in Duncanville, you all have been here for uh, a few years a now. Few. Few. And uh, where you work matters and who you work with matters. Um, why do you stay, choose to stay with all the options and choices that you have? Why do you choose to stay in Duncanville? Um, I think I wear two hats cause I'm also a parent and, um, I choose Duncanville for my kids. Um, all of my children are Duncanville kiddos. Um, I've got one graduate, one's graduating this year, mm-hmm. one's graduating next year. So as a parent, I feel good about my choice educationally for my children as um as a teacher i love my um my team my team shout out to my team (laughs) at um the steam academy we call us the dream team because that's who we are but that's because we work really well together um we kind of found that you know that groove i think that as a as an educator duncanville is a wonderful place to be i find that um i'm supported not just by um, my immediate mm-hmm. um, leaders and teachers that mm-hmm. I work with. Mm-hmm. I'm supported not only at the campus, but also at the district level. And if I wanted to collaborate, um, you know, make that um, 
that partnership between my school and the high school. Right. I have partnerships, if you will, with mm-hmm. other teachers who teach similar things that I know that my students will need at some point. Right. And I can reach out to people at any time. I do not feel like I'm a, I'm a man on an island all by myself. Sure. That's good. So uh, thank you for sharing that. That's powerful reinforcement for me. Uh, Jessica, why do you choose to stay in Duncanville? You know, I have taught at Duncanville for about 11 years mm-hmm. total. And it's always gone back to just the culture. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a culture. There's, there's so much pride here in Duncanville. And it's, it's a positive one. It's, it's one of like, we love kids. Mm-hmm. We have this mission that we just want the best for kids. We want them to fulfill their dreams and help them find out what is their dream and, Absolutely. and propel them towards that dream, whatever that takes. And it's about, you know, we're about being all in for these kids too. And so I, I love being a part of that. And I have also experienced that support, Mm -hmm. Um, not only in when I was in the classroom, Mm -hmm. but when I voiced, this is what I hope to be able to do one day. Right. And I even had that conversation with you. Yes. This is what I'm hoping. I mean, it just happened so quickly. It was about me voicing. This is my goal. Mm -hmm. And then I had leaders come alongside me and help me reach my goal. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in future leaders Academy, striving to get my master's in educational leadership. And I'm a teacher specialist. So I voiced it and I just, I had that support. Yeah. Well, that is awesome. I I fundamentally believe you have to invest in others and you all are shining examples of what it means to invest. You know, I'm jealous. I, I, you know, I I had some pretty good teachers, (laughs) but I didn't have this. You could feel the energy. You could feel the positivity, the passion and the caring. And, you know, this is another cliche statement that you hear. Um, What's that saying? It's it's about the relationships. You know, mm-hmm. if you have the relationship, then you can get a kid to do just about anything. Mm-hmm. But you can also have the cognitive expert knowledge in your area. But if you don't have the relationship, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. So that's a powerful right. statement. Mm-hmm. And you all mm-hmm. live that every day. Yeah. So as we begin to kind of wrap up, you know, if there was one point of encouragement, that you had for a teacher out there that's uh, having some difficult choices uh, at this time. Maybe they're thinking about leaving the profession in a couple of months as we wind down the school year. You know, what would you say to them? Hmm. I think that I would tell someone who was um, considering leaving the profession, um, talk to a colleague, Mm -hmm. talk to someone who's happy. Um, talk to somebody who's um, having um, making successes in the classroom, who mm-hmm. someone who's being successful in the classroom, who's having success with the kids, mm-hmm. et cetera. Have a conversation with them. You know, don't don't wallow in this feeling of helplessness or whatever all by yourself. And right. I think that, you know, when when you're by yourself, yourself can tell you lots of things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes you need to reach out to other people for that support, especially if you love what you're doing. That's right. That's right. Powerful. What about you, Jessica? You know, we hear it all the time in education. 
think about your why. There you go. Right? Why did you start? Mm-hmm. What? Why? Mm-hmm. What? What is your why? Why did you want to be here? Did you want to make an impact? You mm-hmm. are making an impact. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't look like it, you are making an impact. Absolutely. So, you know, don't always believe what you see in front of you. You are making an impact. And that child may not voice it right now, but they're going to think back on this these pandemic years and those teachers that stood there with them, had those hard conversations, yes. created stability, were structured, um, helped get them on the right track. They're going to remember you. And then back to that positivity, think about who you're surrounding yourself with mm-hmm. because yes. that is huge. We want people that are going to lift us up. We right. want people that are going to be encouragers that want the same things that we want. So right. go back to your why and find the people that have the same Absolutely. kind of why. That's it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. Wow. You all have been so encouraging and motivating to me. I know to our listeners, there are so many nuggets that I, that I take away from our conversation today uh, to keep me pushing forward and to keep me moving. And it is so encouraging to know that this is the kind of educator that we have in Duncanville ISD. So I'm proud to be on the same team with you. And I'm looking forward to finishing strong. Yes. Yeah. So this has been a great conversation. Uh, My name is Dr. Mark Smith, and this is uh, my podcast, Super Intentional. I had the great pleasure of uh, having a conversation and visiting with our two teachers of the year, Ms. Ika Johnson and Ms. Jessica Ford. How can you not see how there are great things happening in Duncanville? I always say leadership matters. A district, a campus, a classroom rises or falls based on the leadership and leadership matters. And it is so critical to be super intentional about that leadership. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Super Intentional with Dr. Mark Smith. Go ahead, like, comment and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening on audio platforms, be sure to subscribe and rate the episodes. Follow us on all social media platforms.